0: Welcome to Teaching Kindness, the Bullies Be Gone podcast. Every day, we see a battle of hate versus kindness. Bullies choose hate. But guess what, guys? Kindness always wins. Here at BBG, we dive into everything from overcoming bullies to building resiliency in ourselves. So come on in and learn how to live in a world where kindness is king. I'm your host, Nate Webb. Let's get to it. What is up, everybody, and welcome back. It is great to be at BBG. Well, guys, it's kind of crazy, but season two is winding to a close. Um, My plan has always been two seasons every school year, one from the fall over to winter break and then, you know, spring to the end of the school year. And I'm so grateful that I've been able to put out stuff every single week, have amazing guests that have been able to talk to you guys to help everybody live in a world where kindness truly is king. Um, After this month, I'm going to be taking a break over the holidays, and then we will be back and rolling with Season 3. So I'm super pumped. Uh, Today's episode, though, is super juicy, guys. Today we have a 17-year-old kid who is doing his best to make a positive difference. So Smith Alley, he's an advocate for kids against the harmful effects of social media. He has some shocking personal experiences and now is working hard to make sure kids are protected from the harmful and dangerous technology and social media that is out there. So you guys are going to love this one and it is a must listen for any parents that are out there. But first, gotta pay the bills. Before we jump into the podcast, I just want to give you guys a heads up. For some reason during our call, my audio was not working. So the mic... It wasn't picking up. So the audio that you're hearing is just from the computer. So my end may not sound the best, but the important part, Smith, <laughs> he sounds amazing. So please, please listen. And I apologize for the audio. All right, everybody, we are back. Guys, I'm so pumped about today's guest. Um, this guy, Smith Alley, he's had personal experiences with the harmful effects of technology and porn and social media. And now this kid runs his own company called Protect, where he goes into homes of teenagers um, and families to help educate and give resources to the family oh and by the way guys he's 17. okay just just gonna put that out there um, thank you so much smith for coming on to the show man
1: thanks for having me i'm really excited um excited to you know give insights excited to just chat and s- see where it goes for sure
0: for sure so first off man how the heck are you where are you coming at us from
1: i am amazing i live in bountiful utah so not too far um i go to bountiful high school i'm a junior um, and yeah, you know, I'm amazing. Yeah, Every you day are. It's a great day. <laughs> yeah, you are.
0: He, he is amazing, y'all. Man, you're so cool. Well, I'm so happy to have you here today. Um, there are so many people that need to hear your story. So let's just dive down memory lane first thing. So how old were you, man, when you were first exposed to porn?
1: So I was first exposed at eight and a half, nine um, nine years old around there. And it was so big for me. Like it was eye opening. Yeah. Um because just my innocence was gone at that point. And um even though I was pretty quick to um quick to leave, right? Uh because my parents had taught me what to do when I saw pornography, I still my memory filed away um the endorphins that I felt and everything like that. And so it still like kind of rocked my world and changed how I saw the world and um, changed all the chemicals in my brain. And I think even that short exposure just created so many new neuropathways um, yeah. in just those split seconds. And so. Um, so what was the situation there? Like, was it on
0: an iPad or a computer or what happened?
1: Yeah, I had um, like one of those Android tablets. Um, oh man. And Back in the day, was, guys. <laughs> yeah. This was a while ago, so, um, I guess not a while, but this was, you know, nine years ago, and another thing to notice is that, and to note, is that my parents were very diligent, and we talked a lot as a family about um, pornography, and um, that pornography is out there, and that what to do when we see it, and that it's never our fault if we see it, but still, and my parents being diligent in the fact that like we couldn't have a phone phone with, you know, service um, until we were 18. Um, There were these things that my parents had put in place where they were the strict parents. And even then, like it still got into our house. It still happened. um, And I was still affected by it, which is one of the reasons that, you know, I'm just shouting my message from the rooftops is because um, even the households and even the parents who try so hard, kids are still going to have to deal with it because unfortunately now it's part of our society. Yeah. Um, and so we're just going to have to really dive right in. Every family is going to have to be more diligent, no matter if you're already proactive and, um, you know, good parents, we're still going to have to work harder than we've ever worked before.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It is every fricking place you look I mean, it's dang near impossible to not run into it. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, you don't ask kids anymore, like, you know, have you ever run into pornography? It's when was the last time that you ran into pornography, just (laughs) because it's so rampant. Um, So like, so so you ran into it when you were younger, um, eight, nine-ish, and then kind of rocked your world a little bit. And then like, did it develop into this like big thing? Um, Like, what happened?
1: Yeah, I think getting into the age where you're 10, 11, 12, 13, um, where you're developing hormones and where you're in that stage of life, which is already hard enough, you know, it's already tough to be a middle schooler. Dude, puberty is um, rough. Yeah, puberty, puberty is, is rough. rough. Hormones are rough. <laughs> it's and, a rough go. <laughs> uh-huh. And there's just, it was all those things. And then pornography was my coping mechanism. And it was just w- how I released my emotions when I was bored, lonely, stressed, tired, all of these emotions I-, I had to deal with because we just have to deal with that at that point in our life. Yeah. Um, which is a hard time in our life. Like we do not give enough credit to these young kids who are like going through the worst of times. Dude. Um, Amen. And so it was really hard for me and I used it as a way to get connection and I used it as a way to get love. And I always say that it's because it was so easy to get to. Like I just had to pick up my phone and I thought I was getting love. Um I just had to uh yeah, click on my computer, I was getting love. Or I thought I was getting love, right? Right, right, right. And it wasn't just that because I also struggled so much with like self-worth. Um, being on social media, just feeling like I was worthless because I saw all these guys that were ripped and um, you know all these guys that I thought were perfect and that killed me at such a young age too because because our society and because social media has made young kids, we forced them to think about that already, which we shouldn't we're giving them. Um, thought processes that they shouldn't have to deal with, right? Right. Um, and that was hard. I spent a lot of time playing video games, um, just trying to do anything really that could numb me mm. so that I could get out of the world that I was living in and into a different world. Uh-huh. Um, I wasn't getting anything real, everything was fake. Man. And everything was, you know, the more that I got of the fake stuff, the more that I watched yeah. pornography and spent more time on social media and spent more time playing video games the less i got of what i really needed so yeah. the more that i just pushed my family away and i pushed my friends away and um just kind of felt abandoned and worthless even though it wasn't that way right that was right. just my perception my right. family was there for me and they're amazing and so um that was super big for me
0: yeah and guys yeah i want to put this out there everyone who's listening like Smith comes from an amazing family. Like, he has amazing parents. Most kids do have parents who care and have an amazing family that's gonna help them do what they But, man, the effects that that stuff does to your brain, like, the, the, the amount of loneliness that you feel. Like, I got, I got into it too when I was, you know, 12, 13 years old. Um, and, like, you know, everything that you're saying, like, it's just bringing me back down memory lane. Just how alone you feel, even in the act of viewing. And then right after just the, the crushing guilt afterwards, um, I felt like I'd always let my family down, all these different things. When in reality, like you're saying, like, they still loved me. Like they still love you. Like, you know, our lives were still pretty decent lives, everything looking at it, but the, know, the damage that that does to you is just, just heartbreaking. So I'm guessing this was had a pretty big impact on your mental health then.
1: Yeah, for sure. And another thing that I want to say, um, a quote from me now is uh, when you view pornography, when you um, spend too much time on social media, you're buying love for your brain, but the cost is your heart. Um, And that is just, (laughs) that is just, that's how it is. Because in your brain, you're getting love, right? In your brain, you're getting connection and your brain feels good, but it rips out your heart. Um, It rips out your relationship. and um yeah and it was horrible on my mental health um I really just didn't feel like there was a reason to live so every day I just lived to get to the next day right? right every day was just numb yourself out um do as little as you can um do just as much to appease your parents but you know we still got to give him some grief and um, <laughs> just do the minimum that I could to get to the next day. And if I got to the next day, then I did something good. I achieved my goal. Um, and I really, I hit rock bottom and it led me down a path, some other things um, that were even more horrible. And I hit absolutely rock bottom at such a young age.
0: And how old were you when you hit rock bottom?
1: Um, I was 14.
0: Shoot. Dang. That's heartbreaking, and,
1: Man. Yeah. And, um, I just, I, I couldn't do it anymore. And, um, finally some things through some events. Um, my parents found out, um, and then it led to them finding out about my pornography addiction. And, um, Although it was something that no 14 year old should have to go through.
0: Right.
1: Just the burden lifted off my shoulders yes. um, and being able to breathe again and not having to do everything behind my parents' backs and being able to be like, oh yeah, you want to go through my phone? Here's my phone. There's nothing on it and not right. having to worry about all that stuff. It was just so refreshing and um, instantly. Instantly, I felt better. Um, It wasn't, there was no recovery. I mean, of course, there was some sort of recovery, but there was that instantaneous feeling of just relief and of love and support. And like, I could finally live again and that I could actually feel emotions again that were not depression and anxiety and, um, you know, just feeling worthless
0: How many years do you think um, you were numb where you weren't feeling anything?
1: I'd say for three years, probably from the time that I was almost 12 to the time that I was almost 15. So basically
0: some of the most like crucial years of a tweens growth, Mm -hmm. you were feeling nothing. Like you were numb and depressed. That is heartbreaking. And I am yeah, I'm, so happy <laughs> that you were able to pull out of it, man. Holy crap.
1: Yeah, and I think it, it affected me in so many ways other than just my mental health. You know, it affected me emotionally. Um, I believe that it affected me physically, um, spiritually, just in every single way it was bringing me down.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Wow, man. Whew. So, and then social media and everything just like compounded it and made it just a hundred times worse.
1: Yeah. And I think, so I actually, I love what you're doing with Bullies Be Gone. Um, I had a starter as a kid, which is, um, you know, it's technically a stutter, but at the beginning of my words, and um, I did get a lot of grief. And I was bullied for that as a young kid. Oh, um, you know, kindergarten, first, second grade, especially mm-hmm. um, before we saw some development in mm-hmm. um, speech therapy. And so I think like having that as my background, and then social media telling me that I wasn't enough. It just confirmed everything that those kids had said to me when I was a little kid, you know, right, right. and it just kind of all built onto that. And, um, mm. and then not only that, but then social media is one of the easiest ways to access pornography. It's so, so easy guys. Ah, in fact, for those of you listening, um, most of the pornography that I viewed was accessed from Instagram. Um, and that's how most kids are. And it's, it's just the, it's the sad fact because you can't filter Instagram. You can't monitor that as closely as you can, um, a browser. And so that's how it happens. And it's one of the biggest downfalls of social media, although oh, yeah. there are many.
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Social media is a dumpster fire right now, guys. It just, ugh. stay away. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. There are some good things in social media, mostly like studs, like Smith, um, that are on social media. Those are the good parts of social media, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's mostly a dumpster fire. So, wow, you went through everything, you hit rock bottom, then the best thing that could ever happen, getting caught and, you know, having that lifted off your shoulders and everything so you can finally breathe. Then ProTect happened. Like, what, 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 whoa, whoa, how did that go down?
1: So – Um, it took a long time for me to feel confident in myself and to get myself out there and to get my story out there. Um, you know, when I got caught, I I was almost exactly 14 and a half and, um, and there was a big choice for me to make there because there are some kids who get caught and they just kind of keep doing what they're doing. And, you know, the kids who just, hate that their parents are on their back and there's two ways to go there. But I decided, I decided that one night after my mom said, Smith, I'll fight for you, but you have to fight for yourself first. Mm-hmm. Um, I decided after that point that I wanted to be something and someone that could help people and um, that could change lives. And even if that's just one other person, um, I was going to feel, be okay with that. Right, And so after fixing myself first first which is the first step right yes. after um talking to my religious leaders after joining a program called sons of helaman which is uh, dude i know so yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, i was a yeah. part of sons of helaman um and went through that great program really helped me out um and then I think the most important part is when I was able to realize that the love that I was trying to get from my phone wasn't going to be enough and that the love that I needed was from my friends and my family and from God um, yes. and from myself. Yes. that that's when, that's when my life changed. And it was slow but steady. And I just, you know, step after step, one day at a time, um, continued to fight because there were days when I just, like, wanted to give up. And there were days where those neuropathways in my head, um, I felt like I couldn't change them. And I just wanted to relapse so bad. But just taking it one step at a time and committing to being something bigger so I can help others, um, that's when my life started to change and just got better instantaneously. And um, then it took, you know, a year and a half for me to, really be ready to put myself out there um, yeah, of course, yeah. to start helping people to start telling people my story. And um, I started helping people just like on a very subtle base on a very person by person, you know, friends at school. I met someone at EFY that I helped out. Um, I got some of my lacrosse teammates to come to Sons of Helaman with me. Um, just a lot of, Wow. Just a lot of, oh, I, I can help this person. Let's help this person. Now that I've helped this person, let's go help these people. Right. right. Um, and I did that because it made me feel amazing. Yeah. And I did that because after learning, I mean, you know, all the statistics on pornography and mm-hmm. um, the effects of social media. After learning about those, I just, I hated it because I wanted to be the only one that was broken. I wanted to be able to say like, Oh, this is my thing. Everybody else is fine. But it killed me that that wasn't the case. It killed me that when I went to school, that every single person I made eye contact with at school was struggling to. And I hated to look around and see that all of these people, I hated to look around at school and say, all of these girls don't know their worth. All of these boys aren't getting the love that they need. Um, and that's what I hated most about it. So that's why I wanted to help people because I didn't want people to feel the way I had felt.
0: Man, that's powerful. I mean, starting things out, helping one person at a time, because that's that's honestly how honest and true change happens. That's how like a culture is changed is you know, through one person at a time. You don't, you know, speak in front of five hundred people and then, you know, they feel good for two seconds, but then they go home and do what? Right. Right. Like, I love that. And so, so you're helping people, you're going through, you're getting your story out there a little bit, little by little. And then when did, okay, for those who are listening, who have no clue what I meant when I said PROTECT, what is PROTECT?
1: So PROTECT, um, we actually, we had to file under PROTECT Strong is my company. And I help families. I talk to kids about um, the dangers and harmful effects of pornography and social media Um, at their house and then I help parents set up um, restrictions on phones and know what wi-fi filters to get and know what software to use on computers if you're doing online school and just everything to really secure your home and feel good about it because there's a lot of parents who just don't know where to start Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of parents out there who don't I mean to try out every single parental control app and then try and figure out which one is the best takes like 48 hours. Um, and just, you know, me being able to come in and be like, here's what's worked for me and my family. Here's what I think is the best way. Of course, um, you can only protect so much, right? There's going to be a point where stuff happens, but, um, it really gives you, it really gives parents a good proactive measure to where they can kind of s- stay on top of things and, um, you know roll with the punches instead of just being completely reactive
0: right it gives them a fighting chance mm-hmm. of fighting for their kids instead of yeah. their kids just being mowed over by the beast that the internet is yeah good heavens wow i my mind blown like that's crazy to me that it... okay hey you were 17 when did you turn 17 because
1: i turned 17 pretty recently yeah a month and a week ago okay Gotcha.
0: So this kid's barely even 17, okay? Like, that's crazy. The A, it breaks my heart that a kid so young went through such harrowing experiences to enable you to be sharing such a powerful message and stuff. Um, because no kid should have to go through that. Um, yeah. And so it makes me just, <laughs> makes me swole with pride and happiness to know what you're doing now um to help kids to help other families um and so how did you how did you come up with protect it, that's pretty nifty yeah.
1: um it was actually i am not the creative one in my family um <laughs> it was my older sister she's an artist and just so creative so you know we've got the not only do we protect families but we are pro tech um we think that tech can be used as a good tool Absolutely. Um, but we're also protecting your tech. And so, you know, there's a few planner words in there. I also, going back to the one person change at the time, I found this quote that my mom sent me the other day. Um, and I think it's amazing. It says, one person with commitment accomplishes more than a thousand with an opinion. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing as, um, and that's by Orn Woodward. And I it really resonated with the same thing as like, you can go and speak to someone and you can speak to someone who has an opinion, but listeners, the most important thing to do is not just have an opinion, but to make a commitment. And the most important thing to do is to act and, um, you know, join the fight instead of watching the fight and, um, be a part of the fight instead of cheering on the fight, which is great. Like, um, we love, we love people who, uh, cheer, the fight on from the sidelines, but we also right. need more fighters.
0: Right, guys. We need we <laughs> we need as many freaking fighters as we can, guys. Yeah. Um, and going back to so when you talked about how um when you were finally able to love yourself, that was the game changer that changed your life. Um, when I talk to schools and then when I talk to kids who are struggling with unkindness or bullies or whatever it is, um, the first thing I always talk about is to know who you are. Um, and as soon as you know who you are, you know, bullies, whoever it is, they they have no power over you. Um, and while you're talking, I was like, oh my gosh, like when you finally loved yourself, porn no longer had power over you. Mm -hmm. Everybody who's listening, I hope you know you have eternal worth. Like you are worth it a hundred percent, no matter what you're going through, no matter what's happened in your life. You have that worth, so never give up. I mean, if, if you've learned nothing else from Smith today, guys, you hear his story. The moment that the, the game-changer when you could love yourself. I, I love that. I'm getting all worked up.
1: Oh, man. And I, with that, too, I also think, like, something that's so crucial um, to add to that is once you know, once you're confident, too, once you can love yourself, you can be confident. And once mm-hmm. you're confident – You can know what's right. Um, And that's been huge for me because I have that confidence, but it is still hard. It is still hard to be the kid who has the Snapchat sucks sticker on the back of my car. I get a lot of grief for that school. Um, Really? Yeah. I get mocked a lot um, for my business. I get mocked a lot for the Snapchat sucks thing. I just, I take a lot of slack at school for it, Um, but I know it's right. And When I know I'm doing good and when I see people who are opposing good, all I see is one more person that I can help. All I see is that person who's telling me that um, to oppose my efforts to, um, you know, to help families restrict and protect, they're going to go sell porn when I have kids telling me that. Um, That's me thinking, oh, well, you know, that obviously shows me that you're struggling with something. It's got to be something. And you're one more person I can help. Um, and so loving yourself to the point that you are confident and finding your passion, finding what you want to do in life and just going after it 110%, um, knowing that no one can stop you because you're doing good and you're doing what's right by yourself. Um, that's the most not only the most important thing that you can do in regards to social media and pornography and this aspect of life, but that's the most important thing you can do in life period.
0: Man. Amen. Gosh, Smith for president. There we go, (laughs) man. Oh gosh. There's this is, Oh man. I hope you guys are all taking notes. We're listening. There's so much goodness in this, in, in this episode today. So kind of in closing, um, let's say today we had a kid come up to us right now. told us they're struggling with porn. Um, cause they're being bullied or whatever, and they just feel worthless. What would be, what, what do you tell those kids?
1: For me, um, when I have friends tell me that the first thing I always do is give them a hug. Um, especially kids, my age, te- older teenagers, we do not get enough hugs. And, no. um, I have friends who like, can't remember the last time they just went up to their parents and hugged them. And so I, I mean, I give all of my friends hugs and honestly, <laughs> I think that, um, my guy friends think it's a little weird, but I just want them to know that they're loved, right? right? I want them to really feel their worth and I want them to know that I care about them. So I always, when my friends come and talk to me about things that they've been struggling with, I always lead with a hug. Um, and then I look at them and I tell them, this does not define you. This is something that every single person is struggling with. Um, look around at our school. Every single me, every single kid, every single boy here is struggling with this. Yeah. Um, and it makes you good. It makes you, it shows a good heart that you're willing to tell me. It shows that you have a good heart and that you want to do better and yeah. be better. And that not only will do you good, in overcoming this struggle and this addiction, um, but it will do you good in life because you will be able to overcome anything with that good heart.
0: Man, amen, amen, wow, wow. I love you, man, you are just, you are a light. Um, so how can people find you, man? Shameless plug time, let's hear it.
1: <laughs> so um, you can find my Instagram at, it's at protectstrong, P-R-O-T-E-C-H-T, strong, S-T-R-O-N-G. Um, actually, because of how much I hate social media, I am on it very rarely. I have someone else who runs it for me. Um, Just trying to keep my mental health good. But that's how um, I got lucky
0: with this podcast, guys. The lady who runs his social media, bless her soul, followed me. So I was able to message this account. and get this thing worked out. So thank (laughs) you, lady. But anyway, you, what's, your, what's your website? What's your website?
1: Um, my website is um, the same as my Instagram, www.protextstrong.com. Um, I'm also starting a nonprofit here soon. Um, and that's called Live Life Bigger. So, you know, we got a lot of things in the works. Yes. Trying to do as much as we can, um, you know, to spread a little more love into this crazy world that we live in.
0: I love it. If you guys, um, if anyone listening here is struggling with pornography or any addiction for that matter, know that you are loved. Um, If I could reach through your phone or whatever you're listening to right now and give you a big old freaking hug, I would because you're worth it. Uh, You have infinite worth. Um, Thank you so much, Smith, for coming here, um, sharing your story and your mission. Um, Thank you to everyone who's listening. Um, uh, Make sure to go follow him on Instagram. um, Get some more positivity in your life. Uh, His Instagram and his website, that's going to be in the show description. Um, Go on and follow me um, for your daily dose of positivity, bulliesbe.gon. And always remember. You are wonderful, you are worthy, and you are worth it. We will see you on the next one.